And glad to have you with us for hour number two of the Outdoor Show. we got hours number three and four coming up between seven and eight and eight and nine. Eight and nine, we're going to get Devin Burgess to come on. And uh, he he's <laughs> over at Jefferson Gun, the store he manages. They've got Gatling guns for sale. What do you see and hear that? I don't know if you saw the video, but it's kind of gone viral. We're also going to talk about the gun buyback that failed in Pittsburgh, much like it did in New Orleans. And also, uh, we always have a gun product of the month, and we talk guns. That's what it's called, talking guns. You listen to that on our live stream. You can go to my website, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and check it out there and get it through your Internet device. Uh, 7 to 8, we're going to talk to Ralph Crystal. Get you set up to go with us for the Cajun Invasion. If you've been watching some of this breathtaking footage, the scenery, the people, and especially the fish that we catch on that annual trip, uh, you'll definitely want to go, and we'll tell you how you can do that. Also, uh, coming up, Bad Boys of the Outdoors on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Check out the radio photo. Boy, what a beautiful white-tailed trophy deer that is. But it's going to be marred forever for the guy that bagged it because uh, he's our bad boy of the outdoors. He didn't follow procedures and broke some, some laws regarding white-tailed deer. Anyway, we'll tell you all about his story. We're also asking you, uh, when you text us in this morning, to tell us who... Would you most like to see appear with us on a Bayou Wild TV feature? And I've, so far, I've gotten Peyton Manning, Coach Ogeron, Joe Burrow, Ted Nugent, Phil Robertson, Dave Moreland, Captain Lane Zimmer, Burt Jones, Drew Brees, all these football players they want to see. Uh, Archie, Peyton, and Eli, a threesome. Yeah, we uh, they make an annual duck hunt, a timber duck. I don't know if they're still doing it. They used to, and... We've never quite been able to catch up with him. Greg Hackney, who hosts another show. <clears throat> and, of course, Albertine, the Duck Queen. She is one of my favorites to hunt with. Yeah, we, we maybe have to get her on next year because got to do it during duck season. All right, uh, we also have uh, someone would like to see a boat fishing guide giving tips on bow fishing. Yeah, that might be a good program. Uh, 870-870 is where you can get these in. Uh, we also had a request for Bobby Bear, the Cajun Cannon. Yeah, he'd be interested. Maybe get him and Coach O, huh? Um, Jack in Delacro at the Sweetwater Marina. Uh, Aaron Neville, says Kim and Thibodeau. Aaron Neville, yeah, we could get a song, too. Uh, here's one vote for Taysom Hill. I wonder if he fishes like he plays football. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, they want those QBs. Ellen DeGeneres. I bet she'd be fun to fish with. I just know she would. Maybe we'll send. We're going to send invitations. That's all we can do to these folks. Uh, Senator John Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, man, I think I I, I would enjoy that for sure. Uh, here's someone who wants to talk about a new bass tournament trail. February 1st going to be at the Delacro Corporation launch, uh, Carnarvon Bass Trail. Uh, go to their Facebook and website for more information. All right, uh, let's see. we got some more text. We'll get to these texts coming up in a little bit, but I uh, also wanted to tell you what is going on with speckled trout. Uh, if you heard our show last week, Jason Adriance, and uh, we talked uh, to him a couple weeks ago, and then last week we discussed it at length on Huntfish Talk, and I'm almost certain that there's going to be some tight tightening up of the belt when it comes to speckled trout in Louisiana. We don't know whether it's going to be minimum size, Minimum size N combined with daily creel limits, slot sizes. They're even talking about some possible closures. Um, anyway, it's all going to be discussed at public hearings coming up all over the state. Let me tell you what Florida did. This is how tight they are. They have reduced the bag limits, and they've got four different zone, five zones in Florida that are managed differently. Effective next week, February 1st, the western panhandle, they're going to go from five fish to three. 
In Big Ben, it's five fish. That will not change. South Florida goes from four to three fish. The Central East Zone was four. It goes to two speckle trout is all you're allowed to keep. And the Northeast, where it was six, that was the most generous. It is now going to five. They have a recreational slot limit, which was 15 to 20. They're actually reducing it on the higher end, 15 to 19. You don't keep anything under 15 and only one over 19 per boat. It was per fisherman. Now the whole boat can only have one speckled trout over 19 inches. The captain and the crew cannot keep their bag limit on a four-hire trip, and there will be a recreational closure in the western panhandle and the November-December recreational closure in the central east. So those zones, in addition to being reduced to single-digit trout, they're actually going to close the season for a couple of months. And then they still have a commercial limit there, and that is being reduced uh, down to 50 and 100 per boat. So that's some real tightening up. It's already in force in Florida. What will we go to? If you want to go to one of these meetings, here's the rundown. Monday, February 10th, North Branch Library in Gray. Wednesday, February 12th, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Building on Quail Drive in Baton Rouge. Thursday, the 13th, these are all 5 o'clock starts, for now, anyway. Lafayette Council Chambers on University Avenue. Uh, Thursday, February 20th, Slidell Municipal Auditorium in Slidell. Wednesday, February 26th, the Epps Memorial Library in Lake Charles. Thursday, February 27th, Rapides Parish Extension Office in Alexandria. And the final one will be February 29th, that's a Saturday, Lincoln Parish Library, 910 North Trenton Street in Ruston. You're asked to come listen to the presentation, understand the situation, and then voice your opinion on what you'd like to see or what you believe is the best method for restoring and then managing speckled trout in Louisiana. It's going to get interesting, I can tell you that. All right, coming back after this, we're going to talk to Captain Mike Gallo, find out how his fishing week has been and what he's looking forward to in the weekend, because if you listen real close, could pay off for you. Back with Captain Mike after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, each week at this time, we get a fishing report from Captain Mike Gallo over at the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge. Uh, Mike Gallo's report is a presentation of CETO, and, man, this is the time of the year when you really need them. They'll give you fuel drops wherever you need it, pull you out of the stuck mud 24-7, jumpstart you for electrical problems, and what you're getting for $179 for an entire year, peace of mind, because rescue is just one call away. I strongly suggest becoming a member. Easy to do it. Call Captain Chris. He's at 504-301-4545. Or they'll sign you up online at com. Captain Mike, how has your fishing week been, my friend? Well, Don, I tell you, I tell people often the fishing is kind of reflective of the weather. We have bad weather, we have bad fishing. We have good weather, we have pretty good fishing. Didn't get many opportunities to go out this week. Uh, there's a lot of dirty water. Lake Bourne is dirty. Lake Pontchartrain is dirty. We've been concentrating still in the Mystigo. That area south of the wall has remained clean. And um, it's kind of hunt and peck. You know, move around. The ledges are still the places to be to find them. Uh, fortunately, the marinas, local marinas, have live shrimp. And we've been approaching them two ways, either the drop shot all the way on the bottom or the slip cork 
anywhere from eight to ten feet down from the surface. Um, the fishing has definitely been better in the middle of the day towards the evening as the water warms up some because uh, this cold we've had has really dropped the water temperatures down quite a bit. Um, but that's been our our mode of operation the few times that we were able to get out. And that's as far as trout fishing. Uh, temperatures, the water temperatures have not been cold enough to affect the redfish or the bass. The bass are pretty aggressive. Mike, we're looking at a 1.6 tide range today. That is a lot of moving water. How do you approach that today on a day like today? Well, the Mr. Go being so big and large that it is, and the inlets into it are relatively small when you think of how the water gets into the Mr. Go. You know, it would enter through the seepage of the rocks or by Fort Beauregard, and then there's an opening by the castle. Um so you really don't have as much movement in the Mystigo itself as you would, say, a bayou with that type of tidal range. So it's not that big a deal um, when it comes to fishing the Mystigo. Uh, it is a straight shot. There's no bends where you can get an eddy forming or something like that where you could concentrate on a slack water area. Um, although with the rocks, and there are rocks away from the shoreline. Sometimes you can find a hump that may have fish ahead of it or behind it. And generally, I find them ahead of it. Those fish don't, you know, you think about a trout is shaped kind of like a bullet. So the water really doesn't affect them too much. They glide in the water pretty easy, um, although the temperature may make them want to hug the bottom until, like I said, midday when they move up some in the water column. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, Pearl River, uh, some of the canals on the North Shore, any action from those areas? I haven't heard of anything over that way. I know the river is really high, and I would suspect that makes it dirty. And um, as Jeff Brule would say, the fish are probably further back in the wood. That's bass fishing <laughs> lingo, but they're yes, just back is. in those trees and in the right. tucked away areas where the water might clear up some, where it's not in the main flow. And I would, I'm sure Jeff covered all that. I would imagine a spinner bait or something with some vibration would be uh, your best bet. Now, you've been getting in any of those freshwater catfish that are mixed in from that Bonnie Carey diversion, and a lot of them ended up in your area. We do catch them. And, and like Robbie said, they're very good to eat. They, I take them. I, I was telling people, you know, you and I fished with your brother, and I want to say that was 2008. And we fished in the Mystigo, and we had a good catch of fish, probably 40 or 50 trout and two freshwater catfish. And when we got back to land, everybody wanted to catch it. <laughs> we almost had a family fight over those catfish. Yeah, they are definitely good, and they're a welcome addition to the bag, and they're easy to catch. I mean, you know, they even hit on artificials occasionally. If you really target them with dead shrimp, man, you can get a wheelbarrow full. I tell you, it's amazing to me how many we have. In the short time the spillway was open, I can't imagine how many are actually in the Mississippi River if you fished it and targeted them. Yeah. Well, Mike, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, you're on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. you got your own, AAOfLA.com, and it's a great website. Uh, just give them the telephone number if that's the way they'd rather call and chat with you, talk a little fishing, and maybe find out about some open dates you got coming up. 
Very simple, fairly easy number to remember, 985-781-7811. And, Don, I did want to mention that I fished with Senator John Kennedy right after Hurricane Katrina, and um, he was enjoyable to fish with. I didn't talk politics with him. I figured he was trying to get away from politics and enjoying a day on the water with his son. On a scale of 1 to 10, what, what kind of fisherman is John? Uh, he's a much better uh, politician than he is a fisherman. <laughs> I would say a five or six. <laughs> I'll have to let him know. I'll call him up and say, hey, five to six, you want to go fishing with Captain Mike? Maybe we'll try to get him to come on. He's just a pleasure to be around. You know, good old southern country humor, And but he's a very smart guy, very, very smart guy. Yes, I remember. He was a lot of fun to fish with. Mike, thanks for the report, as always. So, by the way, I want to let everybody know I'm going to be in your neck of the woods on February the 8th. Uh, I have been uh, inducted to serve as the Grand Marshal for the crew of Bilge. Now, you know about that parade, don't you? I have, yes. That's the one in the Eden Isles. It's a boat parade. So I'm going to try to right. get some fishing lures, and instead of uh, the trinkets and stuff, I'll be throwing fishing lures from the Grand Marshal boat on February the 8th. That's Saturday over there. It's a lot of fun. I've been to it before, covered it from a TV standpoint, and it's uh, very unique. It's, uh, it's, you know, the boats all get decorated and uh, people line the banks and uh, have a great time. Yes, it will be a good time. And if you have trouble securing lures, which I don't think you will, i got plenty I can share with you. Very good. All right, Michael, we'll talk to you next week, son. Have, have a good all time. All right, buddy. Talk there to you goes. then. Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. All right, they got a big tournament called the Minimalist Challenge going on. They only got, I think, a total of six baits, and the ones they give you, you got to use. Brendan Bayard and two sons are fishing it down there in Leeville. Back with the Paddler's Report after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the Paddler Report, which you're about to hear, is uh, in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a Massey's Outfitters presentation. You're going to find them in Mid-City of New Orleans. They're in Covington. They're in Baton Rouge and have some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. Check them all out on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. They're also on Facebook. And one of our reporters is Brendan Bayard. He and his two sons are at the Mineralist Challenge in Leeville getting ready or maybe possibly already on the water. Have you all already launched, Brendan? Yes, sir. We launched at 6 o'clock sharp. It's uh, kind of a group launch. I'm uh, huffing it right now. I hear that. You haven't started fishing. You headed to your spot then. Yeah, yeah. I usually kind of get away from the crowd because everybody launches. At the same time, you got 145 people. So just try to get away, have your own little area, and then work your way back. Now, you so, have the uh, advantage usually, of a pedal craft, so you can talk on the phone while you're pedaling, right? <laughs> yeah, it makes it real a, a lot better. I don't I don't know if there would be any other way unless you had a headset or something if yeah. you were uh, paddling. So, so what uh, were the, uh, the baits that they gave you? What are the minimal baits that you got today to throw? So we have kind of a large paddle tail swim bait and a kind of like a 3D print job where it's like real uh, – kind of realistic scales and eyes and stuff on the side of it really cool bait uh mm-hmm. we got a smaller version of that same thing and then we have some uh kitech style uh ribbed baits with just glitter impregnated kind of bass style swim baits a curly tail and we got a a shallow diving kind of uh crankbait so 
those are the uh, five baits. We got five jig heads, and they just let you go and see what you get. Now, if you lose those baits, you're out of luck. You're done, huh? Yeah, so everybody ties on extra thick leaders, <laughs> kind of babies yeah. their baits a little bit, go yeah. in and retrieve them where you might not otherwise. So, mm-hmm. Which one are you going to throw that. first? Uh, I'm going to start with some plastics this morning. Uh, I'm just mm-hmm. going to work some uh, you know, kind of deeper water to start the day. And then as that sun starts warming up, go sight fish some reds. Maybe the trout will get on uh, trout will get on the flats a little later. Try that, but not until maybe like ten o'clock. I might I might stick deep until then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are catching fish. The the weather's perfect out here. It's sunny. I mean, it's not sunny yet, but it's uh, <laughs> it will be uh, clear sky, uh, super calm. Hopefully the bugs don't come out, but uh, looks great. It looks looks wonderful. So everybody's looking for 10 trout and two redfish. Uh, those are slot redfish. I, I would guess the trout's going to make the difference today. It might be difficult to pick up 10 trout. Two redfish, I think yeah. most boats will have that. But the trout, different story with the conditions. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people caught a lot of redfish yesterday. I anticipate that to be the same. Um, trout were a little bit scarce. So heard of heard of some trout being caught. I caught one trout yesterday in the brief time I pre-fished. Uh, I think there's going to be some, but definitely going to be the harder of the two to get yep uh brendan we're going to let you go here because you're fishing a term we don't want to hold you up too much but uh, any other spots that really stuck out this week for kayakers oh uh, i really haven't touched uh base with a lot of people because of the weather was a little bit bad but hmm. i think uh this next week looks a little bit more promising than last week gotcha the water well, down we here in a... is, is great looking though Good. The water clarity good down here is wonderful. Well, Daryl Carpenter told us that uh, the, the ditch on the side of the road between Fouchon and Grand Isle was productive this week, and, you know, that's prime kayak territory there. And also Lake Prien, which is a popular kayaking spot in the west. Uh, we got a good report from Captain Kirk. So if anybody's asking, you can pass that along to him. And uh, give us a prediction on what it's going to take to win that today at the Minimalist. I'm guessing it'll be... Uh, with the with the hard uh, trout to come by, maybe 22 pounds or so. Somebody's going to find a little dink hole, get 10 uh, small trout, put them with some nice reds, and I think that's what's going to do it. Well, could be a Bayard, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to try. Well, good, luck. Uh, good luck to you and the boys, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out the results after the weekend. Thanks for the update. All right. Thanks for taking Thank the time you, while you're fishing the tournament. We really appreciate it. Okay, there he goes. Uh, pedaling off into the sunrise is uh, Brendan Bayard. All right, we come back after this timeout. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. If you go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, look on the right hand side, radio photo. You're gonna see three wildlife and fisheries agents with a beautiful, I mean, a high tine uh, white-tailed deer that was confiscated, and the perpetrator is gonna be facing some stiff fines. We'll tell you his story. It's Bad Boy the Outdoors up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. Oh, I got to remember uh, before I go off, I got to wish that special happy birthday to two of my to my very favorite gal pals uh, sharing birthdays today, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But we got some more of these text messages coming in. Uh, we're asking you, who would you like to see make an appearance on Bayou Wild? Got a John Forcade. Well, I got just about every quarterback from the New Orleans Saints. People would like to see him. 
Uh, here's one. Uh, good morning, Don. Last chance to get a deer for the wild game cook-off. We got a wedding to cook for on the 1st of February. Enjoy Bayou Wild. Don't matter who you pick, they're going to have a ball with your crew. Thanks for a great show. That's Outlaw John from the Outlaw Cooking Team. Boy, and they do some amazing things with wild game at that annual event in Slidell. I'll be telling you more about it when we get close to it. Uh, here's one that says, um, I love your show. Would love to see any of the national championship Tigers football team, except Dave or Amanda, Amanda, meaning Dave Aranda and Joe Brady. Do I sense a little <laughs> sense of resentment there because they left? Hey, look, they got them there. They went to the mountain. They got to move on from there. I understand we, all we can do is thank them for their contributions, which were huge this year. Uh, here's a vote for the guys from Duck Dynasty. Been a while since we heard from them. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they ain't duck hunting no more. I think they ain't all that drama. Uh, here, oh, this, one, this one has a very special meaning for me. Rosie O'Donnell. I wonder if this listener remembers way back when we had that Rosie O'Donnell faux pas. Hmm. Maybe you do. If you do, let me know. He didn't give us a name. All right, we come back after this uh, quick 10-second station identification. It's Bad Boy the Outdoors time. His story coming up on a trophy of a lifetime, forever marred by a failure to abide by the regulations. It's next, right after we pause 10 seconds, for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, our story began on January 4th when Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents cited a Lafayette man for alleged deer hunting violations in Vermilion Parish. The agents had received information in early November last year about a large antlered deer being taken in Forkett Island in Vermilion Parish. During the course of the investigation, agents learned that Scott Daly killed the eight-point deer, failed to tag, and failed to validate it for at least two months prior to getting his citations. The agents also discovered Daly did not even get deer tags until after he bagged the deer, which was on October 19th of 2019, and that's a little too late. Deer hunters know they must possess deer tags while hunting, have to tag a down deer immediately upon killing it or moving it, and validate that deer kill within 72 hours with the department. The agents seized, and I know he cried when they did that, this beautiful eight-point deer mount. It was already mounted. Said for failing to comply with deer tagging regulations and deer validation regulations and facing maximum fines of $700, 60 days in jail, plus a possible $2,033, the civil restitution replacement value of an eight-point trophy whitetail, is 39-year-old Scott Daly of Lafayette, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Check out the picture of this deer. What a gorgeous trophy. Unfortunately, it's going to have an asterisk by it for the rest of its time. And he lost it. It's been confiscated. Check it out, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. It's our radio photo. And coming back after this, we're going to get fishing and hunting reports from Ryan Lambert down at Cajun Fishing Adventures in Buras, Louisiana. It's Plaquemines Parish is what it's known as. We're back right after this with Ryan on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Uh, we call him the plastic man. He loves to fish with that stuff. Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. And, Ryan, I think we'll start off this morning with a Nutria report. Man, that is getting huge down there, man. I'm talking about I, I've done two articles in the last two weeks, one with Predator Magazine, one with Outdoor Life Magazine. People want to come hunt Nutris. So if they want to come hunt them, by God, I'll take them. It's fun. It's fun. Plus, we, we killed a pig as well, so you get a little bonus pig in there. So it's cool. It's 
You know, people, you know, people, gun enthusiasts, you know, they just absolutely love having something that they could come shoot. You know, the groundhogs are way far away, and, you know, they, they want to come. And the limit's five. You could kill five of them legally, you know, buy your small game license and come on. We'll take you out to kill five of them and maybe get a bonus pig. <laughs> it's fun. Yes. What's your favorite Nutria recipe? I tell you what, the other day I cooked them for outdoor life, and, and I, I just browned them. And then I made a, uh, just poured two big onions on there and a ton of garlic and shallots and three color bell peppers. And then I made a roux to put in with it. I tell you what, it was, it was unbelievable. It was good. I, I, you know, I, I ate them a long time ago, but being a trapped as a kid every day before school, you know, they, they had, they have a, a smell and they don't stink, but they have a smell and I couldn't get beyond it, but it wasn't there this time. It was, it was I mean, you thought you was eating a really good rabbit. It was. Now what part? Was of, what part are you using? Are you using just that hind saddle, or no? The whole no, I use the legs, legs and the back strap, front legs, back legs, and back strap. And uh, mm-hmm. the back straps are unbelievably small, smaller than a rabbit. I was surprised, but right behind the neck and the, and the front shoulder is a really pretty piece of meat that I was I was kind of shocked at. You uh, know, it was mm-hmm. it was tasty. It was really tasty and tender. Look, yeah. I, I cooked it maybe. Maybe an hour and a half, and it was falling off the bone already. Yeah. Well, you know, your girls down there have that Hispanic uh, touch to their their food down there, their cuisine. And I've had Nutria tacos. They make good tacos. And probably tostadas. All that would be good with Nutria. Oh, yeah. I bet your tacos tacos would probably be really good. (laughs) Well, let's get off Nutria for a little while. But, you know, we want to let people know it's available down there, and it's a great sport. Uh, Talk about the fishing because duck season for you guys is over. Concentrate on the fishing. Uh, what's happening down there? Tough time of the year well, with that river as high as it is, huh? The river is 15 foot. That's two foot below yeah. flood stage. It's January. We're going to be in so much trouble. Um, it's, the fish is good. The redfish are really good, and, and we're catching some trout. we got to go a little bit west for them, but uh, not very far, and we can catch trout. But, but the reds, and yesterday it was blowing hard out the west, and, David, the trout bite was, I mean, the redfish bite was low off. And Davey went out, and he just smashed smashed the sheep heads. And then after that, when it warmed up a little bit, then he went and caught some reds too. But uh, the red fishing is really good. I mean, everybody's been doing well. You know, we're going to get those those days. So I'm going to be throwing – well, I'm going to be push-pulling. I'm not going to be throwing anything here shortly. I'll be, I'll be doing a lot of fly fishing coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to take this week off and work around Grand Ridge and trim some of these trees and then – I'll get that push pull and start fly fishing because the water is really clear. Right, now, this time of year it's cold. Yeah, well, fly fishing is going to be really good in the next few months. You know, you can get there and see that clear water. You don't have as much vegetation and you know to, to, to cloud it up. Um, as far as those sheephead, how are they fishing them over there? Are they fishing them on structure or just fishing slow on the bottom up against the banks? Those were on a little little shell pile that he caught. You know, it's uh, a little deeper. And uh, they were stacked because, I mean, by 8.30, he had, he had a lot of them full of them. And the guys wanted to bring some meat home. And, and you know, my boys are going to find something for them. If, it, if it's blowing 20 out the west and the barometric pressure's high, I was proud that he got on them. Yep. Now, next week, uh, we're going to be kind of recapping the, the whole duck season and getting everybody's opinion. Uh, among the seasons that you've had, and you've had a lot of them down there, where does this one rank? Um, it was tied with last year. It was, you know, slow. Um, now we killed about 2,600 birds. And, uh, you know, it's, it's 
it is what it is. I mean, I, we, I something I can't control. I killed a ton more birds than most people I heard about. And I hunted real hard, and I, I, I did what I had to do, and then we caught a lot of fish. So we had a lot of happy customers because a lot of them were going other places without killing a duck in Arkansas and this and that. So, you know, we made a bunch. We just have a bunch of variety of ducks. You know, in Arkansas, they want to target a mallard. They come here and they mm-hmm. kill a bunch of variety of ducks, and they get to take them home to mount. So right. have, y'all, have y'all talked much about the, the speckled trout limits and stuff? Uh, we're going to talk more about it, but, uh, you know, they got the, the, the public hearing schedule has been put out, and, uh, you know, they're going to discuss it to death before they make a decision on it. And there's a lot yeah. to discuss, and I'm just hoping that all the fishermen really read this. You know, they can go to Wildlife and Fisheries and download it and get all the information, and when they hear at the public hearings, the presentation, what the options are and what the results will be, because there's a lot of misinformation out there that people are acting upon, and, and I hate to see oh, yeah. that. Uh, a well-informed well, I, public makes good decisions. I studied it very hard, and, and, and it, it's everything that I thought happened. I mean, you could see in 2010 with the oil spill, they dropped off drastically. And then, again, with 16, with that cold, that cold snap, we had to kill some. You could see it dropped off again there. But uh, I think we'll end up with 15 uh, fish, 14-inch limit. And, you know, they have to have a provision, one over 24 inches, in case somebody wants a trophy, you know? <laughs> Right, a lot of people right. catch a five pound they won't put it on the wall. So you know, that that looks like studying the, the statistics that'll give us the best area to come back until, you know, our heyday with it, you know, before two thousand. You know, you can yeah. see as as our habitat degraded, you can see it starting to drop off already. So it is what it is. We hopefully we'll well. Get it, I'm leaning to I'm leaning towards a, a higher minimum size. I think that's the quickest way to leave the most fish in the water to breed and and get that spawning potential ratio back up to where it needs to be. Is to because every every inch you go up, you save like twenty percent fish. Oh, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, and fourteen inch fish is a good eating fish. It's not too big. And fourteen, fifteen, right. sixteen inch fish, those are good eating fish. So. Well, be too we'll bad. see where it lands when they get get it all going. Ryan, thanks for the report as always. If somebody wants to get you, CajunFishingAdventures.com. They can find you on my website. Got a beautiful picture of you right there. But if they want to call and talk to you, <laughs> give them that cell phone number that you personally answer. You don't even have a secretary answering your phone. Well, well, I, wish you, I wish you'd send me a beautiful picture of me because I never saw one. That'd be awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> 504-559-5111. You know, I got a I got a suggestion for you, a tip for you, Captain. You got to fit, quit fishing and hunting with those pretty girls. They just make you look worse. Oh, I know, but it's <laughs> it's so much fun to see them. They enjoy it so much. I mean, they just yeah, I know, they just I know. love it. You know, it's it's just fun to do it. So yeah. It. Okay, <laughs> right, brother. Man. Have fun. We'll see, we'll see you next week. All right, Ryan Lambert, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing. All right, we'll come back. Uh, get, oh, look, my buddy Reed Alleman's going down to Galliano, going to do some fishing. Reed Alleman is the guy that you hear singing uh, my intro and my outro on there, and a heck of a good guy. Good luck to you, Reed. All right, we come back. I got some uh, Shaquille O'Neal. They want us, I don't know if I got a boat big enough to put that guy in. Who would you like to see appear on a Bayou Wild TV feature? Let us know, 870-870. And I'll tell you what's coming up on more outdoors if you're going to stick around for that. Right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And before I forget, I want to wish a very happy birthday to my two favorite gal pals, Isabel Grace, my granddaughter, and Valerie Cerrone, my sponsored child. 
in Honduras. Isabel's in Robertsdale, Alabama. Valerie's in Honduras. They both make nine years old today. Congratulations to both of them. If you'd like to find out about Compassion International and sponsoring your own child, look on my webpage at the very bottom. I've got a picture there of the very beautiful Valerie. And if you click there, it'll take you to Compassion International and find out how you can save a child, uh, actually uh, make their life different, change their life forever. And uh, you you won't regret it. Trust me. All right. Uh, getting back to our uh, choices here. Let's see. we got Tofield 4 that they'd like to get on uh, Bayou Wild. Yeah, that's a good one. O'Neill Williams, yeah, he hosts radio and TV up in Atlanta. I know O'Neill very well. I love to fish with him. Great guy. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Bob Gauss or Son of Wego Rat. <laughs> I'm not sure who that is. Uh, maybe Donald Trump would appreciate our Bayou Heritage if he experienced it for himself. Might get more help for our coastline. Uh, Donald Jr. actually came down here and fished, but I uh, didn't want any publicity. didn't want to be on any shows. Here's one. How about John Foltz as a guest? I see you do well in the kitchen, so how is John in the outdoors? I'm sure just fine. Yeah, we need to get old John to get out and do a little bit of fishing or hunting. Uh, but, boy, he's so good at the cooking part of it. Uh, let's see. Here's one. Uh, Mad Trucker checking in. Dixie Ranch Hunting Club would like to thank you and Martha and the cameraman. Wonderful time we spent together last week. Hope we can do it again. Yeah, that'll be seen on an upcoming feature, the Dixie Ranch Hunting Club in Lacombe. We shot a Bayou Wild feature there, and believe me, a lot of very interesting and dedicated and friendly people out there. Uh, here's one says, last Sunday his dog was barking, went outside to see, and two flocks of Canadian, actually it's Canada geese, well, one behind the other took off, about 20 of them, not flying more than 50 feet. What a beautiful sight. Haven't seen that in a long time. That's from Richard listening to us up in Mount Hermon. Uh, David Hubbles from Alabama says, maybe you could get Jimmy Buffett on the show and do a duet of Margaritaville. Uh, you didn't like my version of Margaritaville that I played on the old, old show many, many years ago? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think Jimmy would appreciate me singing either. He he can stick to the singing, but maybe he's a good one to get out. I don't know if he fishes or not. Uh, here's a quick update. One red and two small trout. That's from the Laffy Yak, Laff, Yacker. He is participating in the uh, minimalist challenge down there. All right, here's one. What do they use, shotgun or rifle to shoot Nutria? Either is legal, but um, for my money, it's a 22, uh, multiple shot 22. Uh, I don't know about this Gatlin gun we're going to talk about at 8 o'clock with uh, Devin Burgess. That might be fun to shoot Nutria if it's legal with a Gatlin gun. Here's one that says, the three words never, ever strung together on any other radio show on earth, favorite Nutria recipes. I'll stick to cows. Thank you. I know it's a tough sell, the orange teeth, the rat-looking tail, but you you got to try it. You know, get a couple drinks and, and try it, and you will enjoy it, and it's good for you, too. Yeah, you hear a lot of things on this radio show you don't hear anywhere else. Captain Ron Long. I'm not familiar with him. Let me know who he is. Have you ever taken Amanda Shaw fishing? We plan to do some more with Amanda Shaw, and we took her for a swamp tour and uh, got her to play the fiddle in the swamp on one of our previous episodes. Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, that's a guy I'd like to have on. Lee Zurich, he can investigate and figure out all sorts of questions. Please repeat Adopt-A-Child organization, Compassion International. It's not an adoption. It's a sponsorship. Check it out. It's on my webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Click on by the picture of Valerie. All right, coming up, Ralph Crystal going to talk about Alaska Cajun Invasion. Check us out, Radio.com, 105.3 FM HD. And I'll see you next week with The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.